Welcome to Multimedia Failure. Every other week, we watch a movie based on a video game and then rank them against each other arbitrarily. I'm your host, Jason Ariola, and looking for Kiryu-chan, along with me are... Vanessa Cahill. John Lucero. And we have a special guest here to help explain what the hell we just watched. <laughs> uh, we rope him in for this every single time. We have no idea what's going on. Uh, we roped in Josh Carpenter from RP Gamer again. Hey, Josh, how's it going, dude? <laughs> Oh, it's going good. Glad to be here, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> After the preamble we did on the uh, on the pre-show there, I'm sure you're like, oh, God damn it, can I back out of this now? <laughs> uh, what we're oh, talking about this this week, uh, we're talking about Like a Dragon. Not the prologue movie this time, but we're talking about Like a Dragon proper. Also, not the recently released video game. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's completely separate from this. Well, well, that is the English translation of the Japanese title. That's what it's called in Japan. It's just Like a Dragon. The Yakuza name was just attached for the western audiences so the new for the new game no no for the original that like that's what uh-huh. that's what the series is called in japan that's mm-hmm. what the uh the kanji translates to like so, a dragon so is it is it like a is yakuza like a dragon have a different name in japan like yeah i i for, it's just uh, uh like a dragon seven yeah in japan oh okay okay they, they dropped the seven and just went back to yakuza like a dragon hence you know kind of like their, their way of trying to indicate to people, like, hey, you can jump in and play this without playing the others and also tie back to the uh, first Yeah, that, Yeah, that totally makes sense to me. I, just, I didn't know. I, knew, I know it's Jockey's a 7. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't yeah. know all this, all this stuff. Very interesting. <laughs> this is why Josh is on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie released March 3rd, 2007 in Japan and took in about $5.2 million at the box office. I don't know how much it cost to make, but I would imagine, um, based on everything else we've watched video game movie-wise, Probably didn't do very well because five point two million dollars is not very much. This wouldn't have been very long after the games first came out. It was what, like two thousand five was when the first game came out. So yeah, this is seven. So around when the third game came out, I don't remember the timeline, but second or third game. It would have been around second game. Yeah, 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 around the second game. Yeah, there's um. Because you gotta think, it wasn't that long ago that we uh, had Brian Shea on, where we talked about the prologue that came out about the same time as the original game did on the PS2. So yeah. this came out right around probably the same time as the P- or as the uh, second game. So um, I can I, I probably just do uh you know um uh, just get this part of it done with. None of us outside of Josh here have seen this movie before, so. <laughs> <laughs> Josh uh, actually owns the DVD of this, so uh, Josh, why don't you uh, why don't you explain like why you ended up with the DVD in the first place? Uh, that I picked that up somewhere along the way. I got into Yakuza, the the game series. I think with Yakuza Three was the first one I played, and then just kind of fell in love with the series. And I've been playing playing all the English releases ever since. And somewhere along the way, I found out there was a Yakuza movie, and it had been actually released in English. So. Got it for like ten bucks or something cheap, and you know, pick you know, watched it to go along with the rest of my fandom for this the, to this series. <laughs> so, since you weren't on that episode, um, what did you think of, of Prologue? Were we about right with how we felt about it? Yeah, it's it, it's surprisingly decent for something that they uh, you know obviously put together as just kind of like a promotional thing for the game. Like that, that's surprisingly decent and and, and uh, fairly faithful telling of like the prologue to the yakuza game except almost completely negated by the existence of zero now so oh, of course you know <laughs> yeah. well zero zero came many many years later yeah absolutely <laughs> um okay so how many of the yakuza games have you played now uh everything that's come out in english there's a handful of like spin-off titles in uh 
Japan that I've never gotten around to importing and going to that sort of trouble to to play. But everything else that's come out in English, I've played. Even even the terrible uh, zombie spinoff Yes, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. So th- there is one that takes place in like feudal Japan, right? Yes, there are a couple of them that oh. a couple of spinoffs that take off and take take place in feudal Japan, but those have never come out in English. Yeah, that, that's Japan so. only. Yeah, there, there's so. there's been occasional rumors that Sega's thought about localizing them, but no, huh. not 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 yet. They should just let Microsoft buy them so they could get it have the money have them localized at this point. I mean, Microsoft's throwing around seven billion dollars. I mean, why the hell not? Yeah, one of these days they may buy Sega, so who knows? God, wouldn't that be a weird goddamn world? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, Vanessa, you're uh, sus- suspiciously quiet right now. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. Okay. Waiting for uh, the, the moment of, like, the light to shine through on this little bit confusing movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, can, someone, can someone describe to me? So I'm assuming in the games you are Ryu, who's not Ryu. Yeah. Sure Kiryu. Kiryu, yeah. 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 And then you're um, fighting the Yakuza? Is this movie? Was this movie accurate to the game? Basically, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, roughly. It it roughly follows the plot of the first game. Yeah, he's just gotten out of prison after serving ten years for the murder that we saw in the the prologue movie, and uh, you know, like that's one of the very first things he finds Haruka in the in the city, and he's you know going around with this kid now, <laughs> and right. fighting the Yakuza are all after him because he they think he's tied into the ten billion yen that's gone missing. So many questions about that. Um, <laughs> so, 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 so Sonata is um, is not Ryu's friend from the first movie. Yeah, it's uh, Nishikiyama. Yeah. Nishikiyama. That is yeah, yeah is. that is his friend from the first movie. But no, yes. she says not Ryu because his name's not Ryu. Oh right, right, right. Okay, okay. Take me a second. I put it together. For I got you. Like, I got you. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? What's not Ryu's name? <laughs> Kiryu. 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 So it's okay, K. It's K I R Y U. Yeah. Kiryu. Yeah. That'll work. Kiryu. Okay. Yeah. Great, <laughs> thank you. Yes, and Jin and Ginny is um, the girl from the first movie. Yes, I think so. I I, I don't know which one Ginny is. But yes, I think so. <laughs> yes, th- yeah, yeah. That that, that ends up being Yumi. Lady at the end. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's, yeah. That's the girl they were in the orphanage with. They call her Sister Jenny. Yes. Sister Jenny. So, yes, so yeah, not. Nishikiyama's sister, who was also in the prologue, was not in this movie. She's okay. Mom. Yeah, she's dead by now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. she died. Okay. first movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, they had the um. Uh, this is the last uh operation or whatever, and that, that that's it. It's like, wait, wait, what? Mm-hmm. What? What happened? <laughs> that's why I have to go to. That's why Kiryu had to go to prison, and Nishikiyama had to stay out to you know help take care of his sister. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. And in the and the interim, it seems like uh, Nishiki kind of became a piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and and you know, like as that that. That's somewhat underdeveloped in the game as well. <laughs> you know, it's really weird in the movie. Um, it's kind of underdeveloped in the game. Like it, it works a lot better now that they have that they've kind of gone back and created Zero, and you see a little bit more of Nishikiyama and his development and the interaction between the between the two of them. You can kind of see how he was starting down that path. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So uh, we're we're gonna put this out here. Um, the version Vanessa, John, and I watched is not different, but the subtitles are different, including the names, as Vanessa alluded to, where they called Kiryu Ryu, and, um, yeah, Yumi is, God, is Jenny? Um, 
<laughs> Nishiki is Sonata. And there's some other people. Oh, yes. Uh, D- D- Detective Lee is actually Date. So um, I really was trying to make heads or tails of this in my notes. Like as I got around the end, I was like, wait a second. This As soon as Kiryu popped up, I was like, wait a second. These names can't be right. And so I tried to fix it as best I could. But I figured at some points I was like, I don't know who these characters are. I'm going to have to ask Josh because I have no idea who the hell these people are right now. Thank goodness I just watched it again this morning. So yes. hopefully I'm not. Hopefully I remember everything. I just finished it this morning. I messaged these guys on our Slack channel yesterday. And I was like, I have to take a break from this because I am really confused. And the fact that it constantly cuts from location to location to location to location every like four or five minutes. It was killing me with my note taking and trying to put this thing down in any sort of discernible manner. Uh, I watched it all last night and got a little sleepy there in the middle of it, so that might be I might be a little uh, <laughs> might be a little on my, my recap for that stuff. Helpful, John. But, Real helpful. Thanks. But the uh, all the Majima scenes I remember very vividly. Yes. <laughs> was he in, was he in the, was Majima in the first movie? No. 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 Cool. Yeah, Majima is totally new, and you really kind of only get a sense for like his story or his backstory in zero so you see majima before he went cartoon character basically it's a very elaborate backstory yes yeah that's that's <laughs> kind of putting it mildly so yeah. <laughs> okay so there is a lot to go over with this thing i think this might be the most notes i've ever taken for a movie and still tried to parse it down as best i could so uh hold on to your butts i guess because uh, yeah, because every I would say what every three to five minutes they cut to a new scene. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so there's, there's like four subplots in this movie. Uh huh. I think, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So some some of them are straight comedy. Some of them are action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't need to really be there at all. Yeah, so that's fair. <laughs> I mean, to be, to be fair, that's pretty much in line with how Yakuza really usually works in it, plot-wise. <laughs> that's a, bu- yeah. A, yeah. a bunch of subplots all over the place. Yeah, I really, yeah, yeah. That's about how I felt. I was like, oh, okay, this kind of does fall in line. There's a lot of seriousness, and then there's a lot of stupid, silly stuff going on, too. Okay. <sighs> so, all right, well, let's get the show on the road then before, uh, yeah, anyway, before we get in any further down and I start getting lost. So, all right. The opening is much like the opening of other, um, of the other Yakuza movie with Kiryu kind of wandering around the streets of, uh, Kamarucho. Is that how you say it? Kamarucho? Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. Okay. Whatever. And, um, as I mentioned before, he has aged negative 15 years since the last movie. (laughs) Prison has, yeah. Prison has turned back time on this man. And, um, maybe, maybe we all need to go do 10 years in the, in the clink there. I don't know. So, uh, a Yakuza, we, uh, again, scene cut here. I don't know if maybe I should put in a sound effect every time we do a scene cut here, uh, in post just to make it clear that we have moved on from that last scene, because at least with the visual thing of a movie, you can see that, oh, it's a different spot. Whereas this, it's going to be like, okay, we're going here. I don't feel like saying, and we move to, and we move to, and we move to every single time. So I would love it if you did. <laughs> As somebody who just did another hour and a half of podcast before this, I don't know if my voice is going to love it. So <laughs> I said at the end of, the of this. At the end of this, I'm going to sound like Brock in the uh, later Pokemon movies, where I'm talking like this. <laughs> you can picture me with a uh, with a cigarette and a uh, thing of um, you know scotch in in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand at a uh, slot machine, going "Hello, doll." 
time yeah. I'm done here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like that image either, but it seems to be where my voice is going to be by the time this is over, because I can already feel it getting a little scratchy. So anyway, uh, Yakuza is giving the clerk a hard time and the Yakuza guy gets a phone call. And I do love that he has a phone charm on it and kind of really sets in there the mm-hmm. mode for it being the mid 2000s. Oh, totally. The flip phone with the phone charm that mm. tells you where we are. <laughs> yes. It is. I, I love that the gigantic Yakuza has the little dangly phone charm coming off of his phone. Yes. It's a lot, of, it's a lot of great little stuff in this movie that I appreciated. So we cut to two bank robbers arguing with each other that one of them needs to shoot one of the hostages, which I don't think is the way things are supposed to go most of the time. Like, I don't... Anyway. Uh, So a detective comes through um, past the police line, goes into a building and asks what the situation is. It turns out it looks like the hostages were telling the truth that there's no money in the vault and the building's owner hands out tea to the police, the, the detective that pushed through, who is Dante. But I don't think they actually mention his name until like halfway through the damn movie. But again, we see it as Lee. So, yeah, yeah, real helpful. <laughs> so, yeah. Perfect. So, yeah. So if if I say Lee, I mean Dante. And if I say Dante and you watch the same version we did on YouTube, that's Lee. So, yeah. Anyway, um see and the detective asks them to turn up the ac and then it promptly turns off which is great the bank robbers are arguing uh still about shooting somebody and as they shove each other one of their guns goes off and then the ac cuts out in the vault as well which this is one of those plot lines that i'm like i don't know if this really needed to be throughout this whole movie <laughs> i mean it did no first of all it did not need there's no there was absolutely zero need for this whole subplot it was fun like it was weird and goofy which is you know very yakuza yes <laughs> <laughs> but it really has nothing to do with anything else in the movie, which made it even more confusing uh, whenever it cut away to it. It's like, is this going to tie in ever? And no. I guess it sort of ties in in the very last 10 seconds of the movie. I, I mean, the only, real, <laughs> the only real point for it is to set up that, like, hey, that someone has gone, come and gotten all the money out of this bank. So yeah. where is the money? Is that that's it? <laughs> and that's like a big part of Yakuza all the time, right? Is money and land development mm-hmm. <laughs> like a big part of Yakuza plot constantly? Is money and land developments? But oh, but there was one thing about these two guys. They're both wearing like really heavy, like thick yarn, like winter masks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, this is like smack dab. They they keep making the point like this is right in the middle of the summer. I think at some point they even say it's like 90 degrees, you know, like even at the middle of the night in Tokyo. So that that becomes a recurring problem for these two bank robbers. Yeah. Plus the, yeah. the owner constantly bringing them drinks <laughs> <laughs> and whole meals. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird subplot. Yeah. 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 It really is. All right. So finally, we get to see Kiryu walking around a convenience store and then he gets attacked by some random guy. Um, again, fits in very well with the game. Yeah. Um, he takes him out pretty easily. And then we see the big Yakuza before that had the phone with the phone charm. Um, he walks in and with a bunch of other Yakuza dudes and tells them to attack Kiryu. And going on from that, because God, why would you want to stick to that and see that for more than three seconds? I hit him with the heat moves. Really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we cut to a hostess club and a guy is uh, sitting on the ground, not really moving. And a couple of guys that work there go to check on him and they recognize him as one of Majima's guys and then we just see a trickle of blood comes out of his shirt sleeve and then we go back to Kiryu who is uh, just beating the shit out of all of the Yakuza uh, all the comers basically just not standing much of a chance a young couple walks into the store uh, between the swarms and Kiryu tells them to hide as another swarm kind of comes in 
the girl looks at the open cash register and her eyes get wide and you immediately think, oh, great, somehow this is going to get pinned on Kiryu, uh, but that's not the way it goes. And this ends up being a really, really weird plot thing that I don't know if our version really fleshed out enough that we know why this girl is involved in this movie at all. <laughs> I think I yeah, got the yeah. idea. But I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, just a quick yes or no, Josh. Is it because she basically um, owes the Yakuza a ton of money? Correct. Yeah, oh. that, that that doesn't get laid out until much later. I had that in my own notes. Like, I didn't even really remember these two. when I, The first time I sat down to watch it, I was like, boy, I don't remember these two. I don't remember why this is there. This doesn't really need to be here. But they keep coming, bringing it back, you know, these two people that are going on this crime spree, so... Yeah. yeah. She's very unlikable, yes. in my opinion. Extremely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Ooh, boy. Um, uh, her voice. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> it's. I mean, that's bad. Her whole personality is not great. The other, the guy kind of sucks, too. He's just kind of... I don't really get get his whole thing. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, their whole subplot was a waste of my time. And, See, I thought it would have been more interesting if, like, she was the daughter of a head... Of like like a like a big up in the yakuza or something like that, and that's why she was doing this because she was trying to run I away. Thought, I thought this would happen. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, she just owed money. I guess. Yeah. So again, she didn't really need to be there at all. So, yeah. Uh, but speaking of somebody that needs to be there, uh, we are now at Majima uh, at the batting cages with some of his guys, and they're talking about the bank robbery. <laughs> Seems good. Yeah. One of the guys goes into the batting cage and in true Majima fashion uh, ends up hitting him in the stomach. So he pops up on the ground after he had gotten beaten to the ground as a baseball comes at him. And then uh, Majima hits the back of his skull as the baseball hits the guy's skull and sends the ball flying. <laughs> Majima constantly beating his men to death is, is one of the best is one of the best <laughs> running things in the entire movie. Yes. And it, I mean, that's in the games, too, uh, from what I've seen. But uh, it's so like they don't have to do anything. And he starts beating the living shit out of them. Like they can just say a word and he's just had it. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they just kind of ramped up the silliness, especially in Majima 11 in this in this movie. And, and you know, like it works. <laughs> Certainly yeah, one of the more entertaining parts of it. It really, because uh, Takashi Miike directed this, and it really, the, his like, his taste in comedy really comes through in this. He did the Ace Attorney movie too, which I'm looking forward to watching eventually. So I, I think yes. that'll be interesting. I kind of am too, actually. Like, yeah. I, I think that I think that one actually falls in the middle of a really bad block for us. So I think that will be a nice little reprieve there. Yeah, because at least because I know I've never played those, but I know they're they're goofy and weird from what I've seen. So I, I can only imagine what he would do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't ever watch the anime series because it's literally just in the games, but without the humor or really any of like the detective stuff kind of in there. So it sort of saps the enjoyment out of so it. It's what, like, are, what are they? What are they about then? If there aren't any detective things in there? <laughs> yeah, it's basically just the court cases and a very minimal amount of the trial stuff or of, of like the detective stuff. So it's like, why does this exist? I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I watched like the first two episodes and I was like, I think I'm done. I'm good. Like I love mm-hmm. Ace Attorney, but I am done. I do not need to watch another moment of this. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on to another moment of this. So, <laughs> uh, 
Hell of a segue. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do what I can. Majima wants info about the bank robbery and starts beating them with a baseball bat until one of them volunteers that he had heard that Kiryu might be involved. Uh, Majima really pushes where the guy heard about it and then beats him with the bat further. <laughs> <laughs> which i do just kind of love he's just yeah it's like rumors people are saying rumors people are saying sounds very <laughs> similar to somebody who might be in office for only like another week hopefully yeah, <sighs> yeah literally literally anytime someone speaks up in this movie around Majib, i'm like oh that guy's gonna die yeah that guy's getting the <laughs> yeah. shit kicked out of him pretty hard here yeah yeah even even an ambulance driver is not safe for Majima. <laughs> so oh, oh right yeah yeah uh so back to the young couple uh who uh, again i thought was going to be uh completely inconsequential to the plot but alas nope uh at a restaurant together the girl took all the money out of the register uh, the guy wants to return it but she sits uh him back down and she says she wants to she wants them to be robbers and shows him that there's also a knife that was in the bag and decides that that's going to be how they're going to go on this rampage. Now, you bring a knife to a convenience store in America, you are just going to get full of holes. So. Yeah, but, but guns are uh, not allowed in Japan. Yeah, very hard to get. Much more difficult. So, yeah. At least um, you can't buy them at Walmart along with your dog food anymore. Yeah, so knife crime is very high there. Too. Yes. <laughs> uh, so back to the bank robbers, and they're arguing with each other and complaining about how hot it is in the vault. And going away for the bank robbers again. <laughs> God. <laughs> they really they really sell how sweaty everyone is in that scene too. It's gross. Yeah. 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 It, <laughs> it's it's like, pretty yeah. I don't I think it, I don't know if he's done it yet, but he eventually he like rings out his, his mask and oh, that's really that's disgusting. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty gnarly. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to Detective Date and he finds out that ten billion they keep saying dollars, but it's yen, so it equates out to like what, a hundred million dollars? Yeah, in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, in the safe uh, belonged to Yakuza, uh, probably the same Yakuza that Majima mentioned earlier. I don't know. Again, the subtitles here were a little finicky. Uh, Josh, again, if you happen to be able yeah, to Yeah, they were taking it from the, uh, the the Dojima family. Okay, okay. And so the overall, the overall, the family that's, you know, over the entire, uh, um, you know, the group of Yakuza that Kiryu and Majima and all of them are a part of. Okay, thank you for filling that in, because I was pretty sure that was what happened, but yeah. God only knows. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I just called you God, because you knew, apparently. So, there. But anyway, weird. Anyway, uh, what? <laughs> one of the cops asks how quickly the bank had uh, print up some more money, and apparently counterfeiting uh, money laws are uh, different in Japan, because you don't just print up money that isn't how that works, and you would think a cop would know that, but... Well, well, no, I, I think the, the the subtitles on mine are a little bit better. The problem was is that not only this bank was cleared out, but like all the branches of the banks in Tokyo were cleared out to get 10 billion yen in cash. So that's what they were saying, like this bank and then all the other banks were also cleared out. So they couldn't just get some from another branch to bring to give to these guys. That's that's the impact. Ah, OK. I don't think that was made clear at all in our version. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. <laughs> Vanessa, I don't know if I've heard you sound this dejected in a while. <laughs> I'm not dejected, but this is all like uh, I was really confused. This movie, so this is making I me do, feel better. <laughs> I do think this movie does a really poor job of of conveying its plot if you have not played Yakuza One. I'm gonna I agree with that. Because <laughs> this is this is one, right, Josh? This is like, yeah, yeah. This is roughly one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, the bank robbers and the the. The, the two kids who are going on the crime spree are not in Yakuza yeah. 1. Even but... even with the poor subtitles, like, naming characters wrong, like, I feel like even if I knew that was Nishiki at the end of this movie, I would have been like, what? Where did <laughs> he come from? Like, what? <laughs> it's like, uh, and I, I know the general Yakuza plot, or the 
parts of it, I guess. So I still would have been, and I still would have been like, what are we doing? So <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to just put that all on the poor subtitles. I think it's also a fault of the movie itself. There's a lot going on and a lot, the bouncing didn't help. At one point I thought that maybe like, um, the robbery and the detectives, I was like, maybe that's in the past. Maybe there are different, uh, different timelines in this movie. <laughs> I mean, that that's a fair assumption because that happened in prologue. So well, it did happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the jumping around time stuff. Yeah, this is rough. Yeah. Carry you in big shoes and in a big coat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll grow into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Speaking of Kiryu, um, we see a girl feeding a dog on the side of the road, and Kiryu is walking with her and tells her they need to go. And the girl says goodbye to the dog and leaves the bag of dog food there for him. So you kind of get the feeling that like this was a uh, a side story that you got in the in, in the game that uh, ends up being a little bit more um, involved in the main story. That, that is exactly taken directly from the game. When the first time you meet Haruka, she has the little, you know, uh, Shiba Inu dog that she's found. And you have to go and buy dog food and then bring it back. And then she feeds the dog. So that's taken directly from the game. Oh, okay. That's great. That's great. I love yeah. that. Also, the dog is adorable. Yes. Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> Does the dog um, end up living at the Millennium Tower? I don't remember from okay. the game. Yeah, okay. I've forgotten now. It's been too long. Oh, yeah. Uh, guys, that's the other thing I forgot, too. The A Thousand Year Temple is what they called uh, the subtitles. It is the Millennium Tower. <laughs> thousand Year Temple? Yes. Yes. I was yes. wondering about why it was a um, Gigantic office, building? not a temple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, too, was confused, and then I started looking up a plot synopsis of the movie, and I was like, oh, I bet you that's what that is. That's just a really, this is an incredibly lazy translation of that uh, Yeah, a little bit. Because, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, I see what they're going for. It's a millennium temple. <laughs> yeah. It's a thousand years. And it's, so. and it's a temple to capitalism, so. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel yeah, like this is my um i feel like this is like the old days of like hk animes where they were translated from japanese into chinese and then from chinese into english so you lose a little bit oh sir welcome to the thousand year temple yes <laughs> what this doesn't look like a temple <laughs> this clearly hasn't been here a thousand years this is this was the, <laughs> oh the the elevator inspection thing was just last week <laughs> There wasn't an elevator a thousand. Anyway, moving on. So back to the hostess club. God, the guy from earlier uh, gets patched up and he's still not talking. He cuts his own lemon and prepares a drink for one of the people that helped him. And the guy's surprised that it's a really good drink. And that's the end of that plot thread of him fixing drinks. <laughs> that's right. Yes. That's that scene. Yep. <laughs> All right. Cuts his own lemon, makes a good drink. Oh, not bad. Thanks, man. Cool, 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 cool. I <laughs> never hear about it again. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the young couple again. Now they're robbing a restaurant. They run into an alley and start complaining about how hot it is. And he asks her why she needs the money. And it just kind of, she just sort of like yeah, brushes him off. Like, I'm cute. Come on, let's go keep robbing things. Like, okay, well, whatever. Oh, these two. I also thought that they were like dying in the alley. I thought they were like dying of heat. I thought they were just going to die of heat stroke or something because they were so whiny about it. If only Vanessa, that would have saved us a lot. <laughs> that would have saved me. Uh, that would have made this movie a lot better. Taking that, taking like another fifteen minutes out of this movie. So it was worth. It would have been worth it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Cut out the fluff. Back to Majima. Uh, Majima and his gang are wandering around the street looking for Kiryu, beating the shit out of anyone with bats that dares get in their path, which I just, I don't want to say I love it because no, I don't want to see that happen, but I kind of love it. It's, the fight scene in this movie are really good. Yes. I enjoyed it all. Of them. Yeah. They're, they're really well choreographed and they're over the top in a, in a video gamey way that I appreciate. Um, and I they're really the music gr- is usually pretty good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like some ripping B-roll guitars in the background <laughs> a lot, and uh, also, and the, the deaths were pretty brutal most of the time too, which are in line with the game. Even if most of the time the characters don't actually die in the game when you beat them up. Yeah, like, like when you stab oh. somebody and then punch or kick the knife into them further, and they're they're, they're, they're just knocked out. But in the movie, that's they're, they're not not as lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So one guy charges Majima, and then one of Majima's guys tosses up a baseball, and Majima hits it uh, right in between the guy's forehead, and I don't know if he kills him, but yeah. I assume he's dead, because, yeah, that caught us. Is, this a, is yeah. this a video game thing? Like, can Majima do that in the video game? <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you. He can, he can do that. I'm pretty sure that's a thing he does in Zero. pretty sure that's a move if you have a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, um, he has uh, special actions that, that, that are kind of like that. There's just so much goofy shit in these. Anyway, an all-out brawl breaks out between the Yakuza and Majima's guys. Uh, Majima goes into a store, very nonchalantly, and then just goes through a back door by um, literally just picking it up and moving it. Yeah, that was weird. It was a really weird moment. It was like he, he he like walks into the back and he's like, he tries to open it and it doesn't open. So it's like, yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is another thing that's like taken directly from the game because that is where the uh, place where you could actually buy weapons was in the b- back of the uh, DVD store in the Yakuza games. <laughs> oh, so it's a, like a little nod to the fans. <laughs> As for me, it was like, who is this basement man? <laughs> they don't really that guy is for, that guy is from the movie, but you know, like the idea yeah. that you're going through the DVD store to get to the uh, the guy who has the uh, weapons, like that, a little nod to the games. Yeah, Basement Man was not made clear who he was for a very long time. <laughs> he was, he was no. just got the, yeah, he just kind of got the short end of the stick there from Majima for a while before he figured out why he was even talking to him. Yeah, um, actually, John, I did he actually do, do we ever actually figure out who, what he's doing there? Like he's a he's a like a black market salesman, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I don't think we really get the deal about what he is, like or who he is. Like he just seems to be a battling kind of insane dude. Because don't the dip the two dipshits don't they come to buy guns from him because they know he's like a he sells guns? Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so does the uh, uh, silent guy later too. So who, I mean, who is he? <laughs> Who's 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 the oh, silent assassin? Agent like, yeah. he's, he's he's with the Korean mafia. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. His name's uh, uh, Park, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, boy, where were we? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we're talking about Basement Man. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so he asks uh, Basement Man where Kiryu is, and the guy tells, uh, the Basement Man tells him he wants $50,000, which uh, I'm assuming was supposed to be yen, so that would be like uh, $500, which seems pretty reasonable for the info, and then Majima, uh, starts crushing his fingers in a locker and then moves on to crushing his toes in a door and oh, the price keeps going up as this happens. I don't understand why the guy keeps raising his price. In those instances to get the person to stop like beating the shit out of you, don't you lower your price? I think he oh, wanted oh. to get beaten up. Right? Yes. The, yeah. The toes it, it, in the door was fucked up. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Did that come through later on? I mean, they, they make it explicit later in the movie that he's just like a masochist who likes people to be, beat him up. So that's what he was trying oh, to get. No, I didn't do. really get that. Okay, they, they're they pretty explicit about it later in the, the, the movie. Oh, well, it's another <laughs> failure to the subtitles. We saw, God damn it. <laughs> oh, all right. I mean, during the door scene, the Majima is pretty, pretty funny with the little things he does. Like when he slowly, slowly hold, puts the door back in place and stuff while he's talking to him. Yeah, Majima, the, the, the guy that plays Majima really, really, uh, really, really chews some scenery, which is good because that's what that character does. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. 
Uh, funnily enough, the actor's uh, name is Goro as well, and that's Majima's first name is Goro. Great. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty good. They did get the eye patch wrong, but whatever. Anyway, uh, so on his way out, uh, Majima goes into a small room and, after seeing a bunch of guns, decides on a nice shotgun. He comes out and blasts a few of the opposing Yakuza, and I'm assuming he probably uh, blasts a few of his own guys as well, just because that's just <laughs> Majima. Kind of he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he tells him that Kiryu isn't there and that they need to go find him for him. Uh, so, back to Kiryu, the dog oh, ends up... Oh, oh, oh. Oh. One, one, one thing that was like one of my favorite things in the of Majima did. So so one of his guys, like, um, you know, he's like kind of one of his guys who's kind of beat up. He kind of spits on the street, probably a little bit of blood or something like that. Right. Majima comes over to him and is like, don't you dare make a mess on the street. You know, beats the crap out of him. And then they cut back. And, you know, of course, the street is trashed because his, yeah. his gang has been fighting, you know, the entire time. Yeah. Is that the guy he beats to death with the, with the, with the shotgun? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. 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 When he just, like, fucks him up with the shotgun. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, line was uh, made very clear in the translation that we watched. No, he just spit on the ground, and then he like got then his, his whole expression changed, and then Majima beat him to death with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, he said some stuff, but I don't think it had anything to do with um, what you just said there, Josh, so great. Oh. <sighs> so we're missing a lot of context in this thing. Like you said, Josh, please, uh, please add this stuff in here, because I kind of appreciate that scene more now. Uh, back to Kiryu, uh, the dog ends up following him and the girl. The girl is giving it some water. The detective from earlier approaches Kiryu and asks when he got out of jail. Kiryu tells him uh, he's only been out for a day, right? Yeah. 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 He's had a hell of a day and he's already. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kiryu tells him that he's not in the Yakuza anymore and that he's looking for the girl's mother. And Detective Date questions the girl, but she won't talk to him because he's a stranger. And uh, much like the girl in Silent Hill, uh, you're kind of like, okay, that's that's good for the girl. Like, you know, the cop should be proud of him for that or proud of her for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kiryu asks how <laughs> Kiryu asks not Lee Date how Majima is doing. And he says he doesn't know. So, yeah. I, Josh, can you fill me in? Like, why is Kiryu like really like interested? Like how Majima is doing what he's up to? Uh, see, that's the part I'm trying to remember from the the. Uh, I'm trying to remember like what it was they they say that in the thing of like that, Majima has a beef from with Kiryu from ten years earlier. The only thing I remember from the games was just like Majima wanted to take on Kiryu because Kiryu was like the strongest one. He wanted to take him on and beat him. I don't remember them like having a beef. That's but, a beef. You know. <laughs> don't they set it up at the end of Zero? Isn't there something they set up as to why Majima keep, keeps wanting to fight Kiryu? I don't remember what it is because that game's so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I've just forgotten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you play like eight of these games and then some of the some of the details get a little fuzzy after a while. Gee, I Plus, can't understand why. Plus, I mean, the, each game themselves is super complex. Like yeah. the, the plots are like not very straightforward. It's a lot of, a lot of double crosses. Yeah. It's very then, very yeah. anime. And then a ton of side stories, so that doesn't help anything either. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, good. So it wasn't just us then that were probably confused no, as to not why, on that point. why Kitty who gave a shit. <laughs> anyway, so the robbers are washing off their masks and complaining about how hot it is again. And one of the hostages asks <laughs> if they can lay on their back, and then the robbers agree um, to it, and they all flip over. And as the uniform or as the cops uh, across the street are, you know, uh, talking about how hot it is and a, and a drink, one of the uniform cops rushes in and with an update. And the hostages have flipped over. Like, okay, huge update. Anyway, the <laughs> detective asks why and wonders if they're going to be shot. And then the shop owner asks if the cops want a beer. The detective says uh, not while he's on duty. 
And then another cop bursts in and reports there's a bunch of dead bodies outside. That detective throws a fit and like, can't any of you guys handle anything without me? And the and then he decides to take a beer and just chugs the shit out of it. And it tells everyone to drink, to drink too, so he's yes. not drinking alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, back to the young couple uh, who are robbing another store. The girl wants a bottle of perfume and <sighs> the guy says to leave some money for it, but they kept the clerk open of the case so they can get it. It's just like, you're robbing it. Just take it, you dumb-dumb. <laughs> Perfume girl's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they run up to the top of a parking garage, look at their haul. The girl wants to keep going until they have five or seven million uh, yen. Um, <laughs> but they only have, according to the subtitle, seven hundred or seven hundred hundred. Seven hundred thousand. Yeah. 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 In our in our version, it said seven hundred hundred. Yeah, close s- enough. Seven zero zero and then hundred. The word hundred. <laughs> so it's like, what? <sighs> anyway. <laughs> So now they want to buy a gun. Yes, yeah, she's she's just greedy at this point. So anyway, now she wants to buy a gun so that they're safe. Um, Maybe you just don't go robbing stores and you probably be safe. But whatever. Kiryu walks into the hostess bar with Haruka. We find out that's who the girl is and has the dog in tow. He asks the bar owner if he knows where Majima is. Again, the owner tells him that Majima is much more powerful than he was last time Kiryu saw him and that Majima wants Kiryu dead now. Uh, he ends up giving Kiryu a, uh, you know, a flip phone and saying that they work much better than he saw last time, which would have put it, you know, in the mid nineties, which would have put the cell phones at the size of a, you know, a brick. Yeah. I think in, I think 95 is when he goes to prison. So. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. They weren't top of the line yet. No, no, no. All right. And so they, they end up leaving the bar and they leave the dog at the bar, which um, turns out is in the Millennium Tower, which I didn't know until um, much later when the dog was there. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cops are looking at the mayhem that Majima and his crew caused in the alleyway there. Uh, Date storms off and the couple arrive. The young couple arrive at the scene as uh, Date walks off. The girl sprays a guy with the perfume she got earlier, telling him he stinks. I don't know what the purpose of that scene was. Uh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> Just to <laughs> demonstrate that she's a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, to demonstrate she's terrible. Fair, fair. <laughs> All right, that's already been taken care of. Tenfold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just kind of beating a dead horse at this point. But anyway, um, the shop owner runs into a guy in the alley. Um, it turns out to be the silent guy from the hostess bar that was bleeding earlier. Uh, they speak to each other in a language that isn't Japanese, and we find out it's Korean. And the guy asks for some sake. The shop owner takes him and gets him some food and some sake. And the uh, not-so-silent silent guy now is uh, looking for Majima 2. Um, a name that's come up a few times, uh, Nishiki, uh, again, is uh, Sanada, or yeah, Sanada is what, yeah, I, I, I went and corrected all of those. So anyway, uh, apparently has the 10 billion yen everyone is looking for and that Majima should have been at the meeting with him earlier to get his share of it. The now no longer silent, silent guy mentions that the two bank robbers, um, by name and so that there's some connection with them with everyone else, but I don't know what, um, and we'll, and we'll I, never I know because they part. don't explain it. <laughs> yeah. This part I thought was really confusing because yes. like also he like mentioned maybe a secret plan. I'm like, are these people at all like related? No, they're not yeah. really. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Uh, Josh, maybe that was a thing on our subtitles because he mentions the robbers by name. Did he do that in your version? I didn't even see that in my version. I didn't even notice it. Okay. Well, great. Wonderful. <laughs> this, <laughs> oh, this movie, I swear. All right. Uh, so the not so silent silent guy asks if the gun is safe and... I don't know what gun he's talking about, um, but yeah. And 
the shop owner says, surprise, surprise, it's at the video store that Majima walked through earlier. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's like telling him where to go get a gun. Yeah, yeah. Kiryu and Haruka are at a restaurant uh, that's been torn up pretty bad with some blood on some of the broken glass. Uh, Haruka asks if this is where uh, Sister Jenny uh, and her mom were killed. So, I don't know, because they turn out to be the same person, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think it's supposed to be Mizuki. And okay. yeah, that's it, it. It turns out to be the same person. Like uh, uh, Yumi was telling Haruka that she was actually that you know, she wasn't telling her that she was her mom. She was going and visiting her at the orphanage and telling her that she was actually her. You know, she was making up that persona of Mizuki and coming and visiting Haruka. Gotcha. And, oh, gotcha. now it's all now it's clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now now I now I understand completely. Yeah. I mean, it it makes some sense now instead of the zero sense it made before. <laughs> Ugh, God. Yeah, because it's some sense to the zero sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Kiryu's cell phone rings, and uh, his friend from the Hostess Club tells him that he still can't find Majima. Thanks, he could have just not made that phone call, I guess. It would have been the same information. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kiryu decides to go head to the DV store uh, to go check weapons out and stuff there. <sighs> okay, so Kiryu runs into Majima. <laughs> Oh, I know, guys. I'm, I'm just... Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. And they talk about the incident from 10 years ago being unresolved, which, um, as Josh just mentioned, we don't really know what that is. And then they square off to fight. And before they start fighting, we go back to the young couple because we all asked, hey, what's the young couple doing again? Anyway, uh, they arrive at the back of the DVD shop that Majima was at and talks to the guy behind the window, the basement guy, as John calls him, and tells him they want to buy a gun. The three of them. Um, so the... Yeah. <sighs> the three of them are looking around in the room with the guns when the not-so-silent-silent guy uh, walks by. Kiryu and Majima are uh, back over to them, fighting for a little bit, with Majima taking the time to kick the crap out of his own guys a bit too while in the middle of the fight, <laughs> which time, I really appreciated. Time, every time, every <laughs> yeah, That was good. Nothing if not consistently. Yes. Inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had the temerity to question whether Majima is going to win, so... Yeah. You know, oh, they fair. They, they, were, they were asking for it Oh, fair, one. fair. No, <laughs> but, that, yeah. that, that, that ass beating's completely deserved then, so... I love that he took the time, you know, went and beat the guy up, and then, like, okay, I gotta get back right in the exact same position where, yeah, I, then where I stopped, you know, yeah. and then set up to fight yeah, with, the, with the knife. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, basically just, like, reloading, effectively, the game. <laughs> I really appreciate it. So, after uh, Kiryu kind of beats the shit out of him, uh, Majima says he can't <laughs> he lose three times, the and then Kiryu just completely knocks him out, and he falls to the floor. As Kiryu walks away, Majima mutters, lost to himself as he twitches the knife back and forth on the ground with a cartoon sound effect going whoop, 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 whoop. when he uh, when he's just straight punching him in the face is pretty good it's just like god and he Ma- like falls back a little bit and comes back and then just like just very comedically just straight punching him in the face is pretty funny every day yeah. all right moving back over to somebody else here the not so silent silent guy uh buys a like a modified pistol basically i mean this looks like something that would be out of like fallout it's a <laughs> rifle that looks like a pistol kind of so anyway weird, bu- weird. <laughs> buys it with a scope and a silencer the gun dealer tells him that nishiki uh, will be at the um <laughs> millennium tower not the thousand year temple and that going in through the roof would be the easiest access point to get a shot at nishiki which um i'm confused because it doesn't seem like he was actually taking a shot at nishiki anyway but well, well, yeah. well yeah it's not nishiki it's the uh the politician that nishiki is working with ah okay and that's the guy who's coming in on the uh helicopter later ah. he's telling him they're like oh he he never drives into the millennium tower he always takes a helicopter in 
Subtitles. That was very I, don't, I don't know if he destroys the. I don't know if he <laughs> takes a helicopter through the city, destroying it every single time he goes. <laughs> I'd but, like to think you know, he does. That that helicopter through the city was really weird. <laughs> Just, yeah. I mean, if you want to make an entrance, you, you destroy everything as you're flying through. Yeah. Yeah. Why the hell not? I mean, politician, right? <laughs> you're my constituents. That means you are all my bitches. And yeah, I'll just, I'll wreck your shit whenever I feel like. Oh, anyway, so the not so silent guy leaves. The young couple buys a pistol. They leave after that. And the gun dealer makes a phone call asking to speak to the person that he called their boss. Whoever that is, is also looking for the young couple too. And a shit ton of Yakuza are running around through the streets, sweeping the area, presumably looking for the young couple. It just seems like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we just, you know, I don't, I don't know if they're looking for them, if they're looking for Kiryu, you know. Yeah. We, we just get a scene of them running through the streets. Yeah, it's really weird. Anyway, the two bank robbers, uh, back to them, managed to get an expensive meal from the police uh, for them and the hostages. <laughs> One of the hostages thanks him for the meal because it's really delicious. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> that part's cute. Yeah, I thought so, too. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, uh, so, Detective Date runs up some stairs into a building, and then some shots are fired, and then we don't see who fired them or what the point of that scene was, right? Am I, did I miss anything there? Uh, the only thing I can think is that later on Date uh, shows up with uh, Kazuma, the, the, the guy who uh, actually ran the orphanage and was Kiryu's, you know, like godfather in the Yakuza as he was coming up. Yeah. So like he shows up later in the game and Date says he went to get him. So I'm guessing that's where he went to get him, but they don't show it. So it's kind of hard to know. Yeah. Were other people there like harassing Kazuma? So he shot. Yeah. Yeah. Them? Kazuma was being held uh, by Nishikiyama's goons. Oh, well, that makes a lot. OK, that does make a lot more. God damn it. We... Josh, I don't know what we would be doing right now if you weren't on this episode. <laughs> Watching a very different movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the movie in my notes and the movie that you're able to relate to us are two very different movies, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so Majima, after getting the shit kicked out of him, um, is in an ambulance uh, with his underlings. Uh, he wakes up and decides he's going to knock out the ambulance driver with the uh, with the ambulance driver still um, having the foot on the gas pedal. So Majima just steers the ambulance back to come around. Rujo. Yeah. Yeah. Even before that, I like that he, the first thing he did upon, wait, upon waking up was punch one of his dudes in the face. Yes. <laughs> Just, <laughs> the first thing he did was punch one of his guys in the face. Well, he gets really pissed off when he realizes they're taking him out of Camarotro. And he's like, like I'm not going to miss the best fight that's you know happened in God knows how many years. I'm going back. <laughs> uh, at least he stayed in character there. So, uh, With the not-so-silent silent guy perched on the rooftop watching the situation through the scope, the Yakuza crowd finds the young couple. Great. So happy they're involved again. So they grab the girl and tell her she needs to come back with them, and she pulls a gun on them. The guy grabs the gun and then points it at the Yakuza, and then they run away together. The guy shoots the gun, and the not-so-silent silent guy shoots at the guy he was aiming at at the same time. I don't know why he shot this guy. I, I don't either. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I thought... helping out annoying kids, I Okay. Guess. I thought for a second there he was... Like, that was the guy that he was after? I don't think... No, he was after the guy in the helicopter, so yeah. I don't know why, why he shot maybe this he, guy. Maybe he just was... We, we, he worked for one of the guys he was after. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, plot three we don't really need to worry about, I suppose. So, uh, Kiryu and his friend uh, from the Hostess Club. Uh, Josh, I'm 100% sure this is wrong. The version that we have calls him Gatsby. Oh, God. I can't remember his name. He's from the Stardust. 
that that's the name of the club. I can't okay. remember its name. Okay. Okay. But it's not Gatsby? <laughs> no, it's not okay. Gatsby. Go figure. Yeah. What a what I never thought. What a what a choice. Anyway, I mean, like this is again, this is like they they put it in Babelfish and then put it through Google Translate that way or something like that. Like this is like filtered through filters. <sighs> anyway, uh, they're interrogating him about the gun dealer, asking um, about the young couple. Haruko asks the gun dealer about her mom, uh, Yumi, although the subtitles call her Sylvia. <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> Sylvia. Yeah. So Jenny and Sylvia. Anyway, uh, he, not even like Jenny and Jennifer or something like that, where, you know, they, they're really similar to each other in name. Or, yeah, he tells them he knew uh, a Yumi that worked at a nightclub, so they go head off there. But before that, let's go back to the young couple, because, goddammit, well, of course, I was wondering what was going on with them. Nobody was. Very anyway. invested. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this movie would have made so much more sense if they had called her by the right name. Yes. Um, well, I don't know about so much more sense, Vanessa. It would have made a little bit more sense. <laughs> well, I mean, like, at least, like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, not Ryu is looking for his friend. <laughs> <laughs> not some random child's mom. Yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, Vanessa, though, to be fair, would you have remembered that name from the last um, movie? I, I think I would have remembered Yumi. Okay, okay. Well, okay, I'll, gi- I'll give you that then. So, the young couple are confronted by another Yakuza. The girl, uh, Yui, we find out her name is finally. I think this is the first time she's been named in the in the thing, but they call her something. They call her Yumi in the subtitles, but you can hear her clearly say Yui. So, yeah, yeah. it's Yui. Also, very confused by that also, because I was like, that's Yumi? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's that's where I got a little confused because I was like, wait, what? So I turned up the volume and just kind of closed my eyes so I could hear it a little better. And yeah, it's Yui. I was like, ah, okay, that I see what's sort of going on here. So that's not Yumi. Okay. Yui and the Yakuza guy are pointing their guns at each other. Uh, the Yakuza calls her out that she can't actually use the gun. And then she shoots him and kills him. So, so much for that uh, bluff, uh, bluff called apparently. The boyfriend asks uh, what the hell is going on. Yui tells him uh, she won't ever give birth to his child and that she's really in debt and repeats that she can't give birth to his child and then collapses. Uh, apparently she got shot. Josh, did any of that happen in your version? Yeah, yeah that's basically what happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. Legit so, one. so, yeah, yeah. Is, is she just saying that she's going to die? Is that how she's saying that? Or I, I guess that's what she means, but, I mean, that's even the way my translation was. was like, I can't have your child. I thought yeah. we were going to get, like, a really dark backstory all of a sudden. Yeah, same. <laughs> and, no, she, d- 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 <laughs> that's just what she says? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, instead, instead of what we got is, I'm just bad with money. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Kiryu and Haruka arrive at the nightclub, asked to see Yui, and the host takes them to a room, which turns out to be a setup for Majima to confront him again. Kiryu dies <laughs> behind the bar where the, with the bartender that walked him in, and uh, Majima and, like, 15 of his crew just unload on him. Yeah, the poor bartender. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he did lead him into a trap. But then again, if Majima came up to you and told you to do this, I, you, I don't know if you'd have much of a choice because you're going to be dead if you don't. And there's a possibility you will die if you do. So it's like, well, I'll take the def- I'll take the possibility over the definite, I suppose. So Kiryu tells Haruka to come out because he knows Majima won't hurt her. Sure enough, as she comes out, Majima tells everyone to stop shooting and reload. He tells Haruka that her mother is dead. And Haruka says if Majima kills Kiryu, she'll kill him. And they start whoa, loading. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh-oh. That, that, that is more... <laughs> what? No? No, 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 no! Oh, fuck a duck! Okay, it, it was help us, Josh. It was. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so before they even started shooting, like he he said that he he told all of his goons, "Don't don't shoot the girl. Don't don't shoot Haruka." And mm. and so you know when they stop shooting right there, and Haruka goes by, he's like, "You know, you're looking for your mom. I hear you're looking for your mom. I hope you find her." And she just turns back cold to him and is like, "If you kill Kiryu, I'm gonna come back and kill you." 
He's like, good oh, for that's you. That's not all we heard. <laughs> no. That makes way more sense. That does. <laughs> yeah, that does. <laughs> oh. She's not dead. No. <laughs> She's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too, too bad. John, John, spoiler, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, so, okay, so after getting that sort of situated, <laughs> um, they start, <laughs> God damn it, it's this fucking version of the movie. I can't believe that, that scene that we watched, he was, he was such a dick to her. <laughs> yeah. In the one we watched. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, Maj was never really, like, in a, an asshole to people in that way. He just liked to beat the shit out of people. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he's an asshole in that <laughs> so way. so funny. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. So yeah. This, so they this uh the, the scene's pretty good though. Afterwards, <laughs> this yes. scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. They start unloading a Kiryu again, and after a rather comical bit of action where Kiryu throws out the bartender to uh, basically take a shot, he throws a piece of a vase at one of the guys, which knocks him and has him shoot one of his own guys, and then one of the guns goes flying toward Kiryu, so he can use a gun, and then it just all hell breaks loose where Kiryu starts killing all the other guys. Um, so Kiryu and uh, Majima start squaring off with each other with a shotgun and they both out of ammo because they both keep trying to reload and nothing goes there. So they punch each other once and Kiryu uh, runs off after knocking Majima down. So I guess that Majima just didn't have enough health right at the time. I like the standoff. I like, I like the reloading the guns constantly and then just punching each other afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was- that is the I, I'm imagining that's going to be the cover image I end up putting for this uh, podcast because I thought that was a pretty cool image of the two of them like you know point blank at each other with the shotguns to each other's face. So yeah, isn't that the cover of the movie? Or that's like I think that's the thumbnail for the YouTube version at least. Is yeah, that it's that's, pretty good? That's what I thought. Yeah, so that's that's probably going to be the image I end up using for this. So anyway, uh, Kiryu finds Haruka and she points out that Majima is peeking around the corner at him. Uh, mind you, with the eye that's covered by his eye patch, which I absolutely <laughs> loved. <laughs> How does he see? He can't see it. He's looking at a wall. <laughs> oh, anyway, I love that. So uh, Majima tells Kiryu it's time for him to uh, tell him the truth as one of his lackeys comes out and tosses baseballs up for Majima to to hit. Ball after ball, Kiryu takes it in the gut and just kind of keeps oh, walking at him. It. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Majima hits him one more, or one more ball at him, hitting him so hard that the uh, bat gets stuck in the wall. Majima finally kicks the crap out of him, and just as he's about to uh, stab it down, Kiryu, someone shoots Majima. This whole like baseball scene is really good too. Yeah, like it just—it's also basically just the raid too. If you, but I don't know if you probably haven't seen the raid too. But uh, there's a whole scene with a baseball bat and uh, in a fight in a hallway in that movie. It's really—it's really good. Well, it's comical, <laughs> but okay. it reminded me of that. Oh, okay. So. Kiryu recognizes him, and I have in my notes in uh, all caps and bold. Ask Josh. So I'm assuming this is uh, Kazuma, then, right? That's Kazuma, yeah, okay. who shot him, yeah. Oh, I, I think I put that together. Okay. Uh, I, I, I so did What did they say his name and, was? And from, and from the past, who is Kazuma again? The, Kazuma's the, the businessman? He's the guy that ran the orphanage. Yeah. yeah he's, he's also the, the guy, guy in the, the helicopter later? No. 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 He's like, he's like Kiryu's essentially his dad, more or less. Yeah, his adoptive dad, yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kiryu's, Kiryu's name is Kazuma Kiryu, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, he took his name? Yeah. Okay, just making sure, because I was like, wait a second here. Anyway, Kiryu recognizes Kazuma and Detective Date, not Lee, Date. The Yakuza tells Kiryu that his old friend Nishiki is the one who took the money, and that's kind of what we got out of that scene. Does that sound about right, Josh? Yeah, that's about right. Okay. <laughs> like like I said, there was that reference in that scene to uh, Date went and get got uh, uh, Kazuma away from Nishikiyama's uh, goons who had been keeping him prisoner. 
So I'm guessing that's that earlier scene where we saw Date like go in and there was gunfire and they didn't show us anything. Uh, I mean, yeah, from a movie that doesn't really pull back on violence, it's like you couldn't have showed us that. Like it would have saved us a little bit (laughs) of confusion. Anyway, uh, Kiryu and Haruka leave and someone shoots Kiryu and a bunch of Yakuza grab Haruka. Uh, Back to the young couple. Thank God. Um, With the guy carrying (laughs) Yui on his back. You know. Jason, it, yes. it's not a Yakuza game until Haruka gets kidnapped by someone and then he has to go save her. Okay, fair. Yeah, like, that's kind of the thing. Okay, that is fair. That is fair. Uh, all right, so the young couple, again, thank God. Uh, it, the guy is carrying uh, Yui on his back. Uh, they see another store and they decide to pass on robbing it as uh, they try to get to the hospital, except they're talking telepathically because nobody is moving their mouths in this conversation. Didn't even notice that. Yeah, I was, I was reading the subtitles. I didn't even notice either. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I was a uh, little confused. Probably, they've crossed a new different plane of existence at that point. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> also, this hospital must. This hospital is very far away, <laughs> from what I can tell. Well, based on uh, the uh, speed at with uh, which this guy is uh, carrying her, um, it, it could be two blocks down the road because he's not moving very fast. Oh, like it could have stopped like a cab. No. Anything. They would have to spend money on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then that would be more money they'd have to rob. If only they had just robbed people. (laughs) (laughs) And had hundreds of thousands of yen. (laughs) Kitty gets patched up at the bar and heads uh, back out. Uh, Not before showing uh, the drinks that Kitty uses as in-game healing items, of course. So I did kind of appreciate that little nod. Yeah, I liked it. Just the the literal healing item from the game, I liked it. It was pretty funny. So a helicopter is flying so low to the street uh, that the windows break, and this is the uh, helicopter with the politician there with just uh, just the big uh, fuck you uh, intro to himself, basically, of like, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, let you know I'm coming because I'm just blowing the windows out of the streets and shit. What a, what an asshole. I didn't think, I, I didn't think uh, politicians uh, could be much worse than American politicians, but apparently there's this one. There, there's some pretty awful politicians in the Yakuza series, so oh, great. <laughs> it kind of fits. <laughs> I mean, it is a baller move. I'll give him that. Oh, all right. So Kiryu uh, confronts Nishiki at the Millennium Tower, who's holding Haruka hostage. Kiryu tells him he wants Haruka to go see your mom. Uh, Nishiki talks some shit about him looking kind of rough, and then they start fighting. Uh, Nishiki, being kind of a cheap little shit here, keeps hitting uh, Kiryu's gunshot wound until he finally seems to knock him out. Nishiki then kind of signals for his thugs to come and grab Kiryu, and this might be one of my favorite scenes in the movie. When they pick him up, they realize in horror that Kiryu's drinking one of the energy drinks, and then Kiryu is ready to go again and just knocks every single one of them out with one hit. Charging up his heat meter, charged up his heat meter, you know, he, he, he laid into him. This whole, the end of this movie is, I think, is the most confusing part of the entire movie, because, especially with the subtitle situation, because yes. it's like, okay, my notes are, well, first off, as we go along, I'll, I'll add on, like, when did this guy become the villain? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> was my first question. All right, and uh, we can we can move to the next section, Jason. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so ready to go again. Uh, yeah, Kiryu takes them all out, um, then goes after Nishiki. Uh, this time with Kiryu kicking the shit out of him, and Haruka hears some footsteps after after the fights and turns to look and calls out to the woman as Yumi. <sighs> so it, that, I thought I said Jenny in the movie in ours. Right? Did it say Jenny in ours? Was it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. This this led to more. <laughs> yeah. To okay. That. See, this this might be where like me trying to fix uh, the naming uh, conventions uh, from the subtitles to what we saw. I may have gotten confused myself there. So anyway, go go ahead, John. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, my mind is like, when was there a Jenny in this movie? Because they said it like we should know who Jenny was, <laughs> and uh, I was like, all right, that's Jenny. 
and the fight ended on like it, very anticlimactically, like with an elbow strike to the stomach. I was I was I was pretty underwhelmed by that. But out of all the ridiculous ways fights have ended in this movie, to end on a backward like a back elbow strike to the gut was kind of underwhelming. Um, I guess, you know, he's got a cool fish tattoo bet on his back though. So that, that made up for it in a little, a little bit. Um, also we, we finally, Kiryu finally took his shirt off so we could see his tattoo, which is, I, I was surprised it took as long as it did in this movie to happen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It finally, it, it, it was going to, it just, you know, they waited, yeah. they let us want it, you know? <laughs> yeah, <anyway>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And now Nishiki's uh, tattoo is a koi. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. or is it? Koi. Being koi. Being koi. <laughs> that is an Animal Crossing. That's an Animal Crossing joke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Probably oh, just as funny there, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it, be- <laughs> it was. It did work better than your rewind thing, but that's okay. It was clever. It was clever. No, no, it wasn't, but okay. Anyway. It was. The Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on here. <laughs> Uh, the missing money somehow turned up uh, right where Yumi is uh, without anyone else noticing. Uh, turns out <laughs> Yumi is Haruka's mom, and her whole deception was to kill Nishiki. That's what we got on our subtitle version. She, she was killing the the politician who she had had an affair with, and I forget exactly what why she was shit? intent on Wait, killing. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy who's coming on the yeah. helicopter. Yeah, that's why she has the bomb. Okay, because she said she had it so she could kill so she could kill Sa- or Sanada, but. Sonata Nishiki. <laughs> Fuck. So, okay. so your 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 uh, uh, set of subtitles like is using the same name for both of them? Apparently. Oh great. Uh, okay. Well, guys, this has been another episode of Multimedia Failure. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! Also, the 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 you know the 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 irony is that he's already dead. You know, so, it's yeah. like, so she just blows yeah, herself yeah. up for no True. reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I already thought she was. Also, did she really up. need to blow herself up? No, also? no. <laughs> Obviously not. She's not. She wasn't the actual bomb. <laughs> she didn't have to be in the building. She had a remote right. detonator. Yeah, this isn't Metal Gear Ground Zeroes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that wow. poor kid is oh, gonna wow. have so many problems. You'd be like, my mom would rather blow herself up than like come hang out with me. <laughs> yes, yes. Jason, I, Jason, I noticed that fucked up joke. You just. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> God damn it. So, uh, yeah. Um, she turns the bomb on and tells Kitty and Haruka to run, which, yeah, thanks. I mean, you couldn't have at least, like, told me to run, and then I would turn the bomb on? Just leave together. <laughs> it's a remote detonator. Maybe it doesn't have much of a range, because there's a radio shielding in the building. I don't know. God. Oh, yes. The radio shielding. Yes. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> anyway, so as that happens, Park, the no longer silent, silent guy, uh, shoots uh, the guy in the helicopter, uh, the uh, Sonata number two. Uh, that guy is named Mr. N, who was actually played by uh, Toshihiro uh, Nagoshi, who is the creator of the Yakuza series, which I thought was kind of a nice little cameo for himself in oh, there. really cool. Yeah. Uh, still not really sure why he needed to die, because this movie didn't explain it at all, but hey, he's dead now, uh, twice, because he got shot, and now he's blown up the shit. Oh, anyway, so the building blows and money goes flying out of it. Uh, it's basically raining money. The police from across the bank are watching the money float to the ground. And then the bank robbers pop out, take off their masks as they look at the money floating and then realize the police are right across from them and book it after kind of like, hi, <laughs> ah, shit. By this point, they're almost wearing no clothes at this point. So yes. <laughs> and they also take, also take the masks off. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like masks, an undershirt, and boxers, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it's hot. It's hot. I'll, I'll give them that. I, I lived in Phoenix for a year where it cooled down to a nice brisk 90 degrees at night. So I can kind of understand where they're coming from there. So the young couple sees the money floating. And as she, uh, she dies, as he kind of carries her off, because, yeah, she dropped the perfume. So I'm assuming she's dead because it also showed blood on her feet. So she's just bleeding a whole hell of a lot. So whatever. So now he's, he's just carrying a corpse. So that's cool. <laughs> Not so quiet. Quiet guy acknowledges Gatsby in the streets. God damn this Gatsby and walks off. I don't know if Gatsby or Jenny's worse, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Majima calls uh, Majima climbs uh, some stairs, passes out, and then looks like he died only to sneeze and then complain about being cold. That was pretty good. A very Majima way to go out for the movie. Yeah. The cute little dog is wandering around the rubble and then starts barking, wakes up Kiryu. Uh, Kiryu wakes up Haruka and they look around at the destruction. Uh, Kiryu tells her she's incredibly strong, just like her mother. And then Haruka asks Kiryu to take care of him. And that's the end. Yeah, that was an ending, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. A really quick montage, and then it's over. Uh, that was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I am I am completely at that where I am. I am very, very confused as to what a lot of it happened, or what, like, what happened? Because the subtitles <laughs> were pretty bad. Thankfully, Josh was here to explain it to us, but I don't think we can uh, even put this as a Sakura War saving grace thing with that. <laughs> I mean... Okay. Okay, so like the subtitles were very bad for us and we do have to we do have to factor that into our confusion but I, like I said earlier the plot itself is still very confusing especially yes. if you have not played Yakuza 1 yes. I feel like this uh, movie focus it tries it banks a lot on the fact that you probably played the first Yakuza before you watched this movie um, I would think even think having played a, Yakuza 1 it's probably still a little confusing yeah they they don't do the work to introduce characters properly in the movie. <laughs> like, no. you have no idea Majima's motivations at all, even though he's great. Uh, uh, there's that politician all of a sudden that gets blown up by the girl that needs to, that blows herself up for no reason. <laughs> and, uh, the villain gets in, uh, introduced in the last 15 minutes of the movie as well. Uh, we've never even seen him wearing a shirt. He's just immediately shirtless. So, you know, like, <laughs> so... Uh, He's we don't... Mi- like Nishikiyama is mentioned a couple of times in my set of the uh, subtitles, but like, yeah, he's never shown until the last 15 minutes of the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's where weird. he's basically just stripping off his uh, suit jacket and his uh, dress shirt. Yeah. So, so yes, those, there's a lot of weaknesses there. But I will say I enjoyed pr- uh, a, lot, a lot of parts of this movie. Like, I had a good time watching a lot of scenes of the movie, mostly the Majima scenes. Uh, but the action was fun. Uh, the comedy was actually uh, decently funny most of the time too. Like it usually hit. Um, the performances were uh, good in some places. Uh, they range from good yeah. to acceptable. Yeah. 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 So uh, it was. I I think it was uh, in ways competently directed. Again, like the the nonsensical plot is you know that's a, that hurts it. I do like Mike's style though. So I I I liked. I enjoyed watching this. Well it's certainly not a boring movie to watch. Yeah, no, that's for even, sure. Even for how long it is, you know, it's still it didn't feel as long as some of the movies that were, uh, which we haven't watched many that are this long. But it's definitely Thank the best of movies that we've watched that are this long. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, actually, I don't remember how long some of the Resident Evil were. Hour, hour, oh yeah, this one's an hour fifty. So. Yeah. yeah, it's almost two it, almost two it's hours. A long one. It could have definitely used. We we could have cut down on the 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 two kids stealing stuff and gotten yeah. this down to a nice 
Nice. And maybe added a little bit more to flesh out the plot and maybe yeah. gotten this at 140 and been a much better movie. I probably could have gotten rid of the running gag of the um, of the two robbers being hot. Like, that could have gone away after the, like, set set them up that they're robbing the bank, there's no money there, and then move on from that plot thread and never come back to it. Or, or like, more of them and less of the kids. Yeah. Okay, okay. At least the bank robbery subplot, while totally meaningless and pointless, it was still entertaining. Yeah, like, it, was, it was fun. Like, every time I, every time I cut to it, like, I, I was like, oh, that was kind of funny. It was, I don't understand why we're doing this, but it was funny. Um, so, but yeah, I, it was, most of the time, uh, my interest definitely waned any time we weren't with uh, Kiryu or Majima, especially Majima. Even Kiryu stuff was kind of boring sometimes. Um, and it was just like talking to people and talking about stuff that was not made, that was still very confusing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, Majima is the most, I've enjoyed a character in a movie in, in a while since we've been watching these. So, um, I agree. I think, I think Majima does a lot of the heavy lifting for the, not heavy lifting, but just does a lot of like for the enjoyment of this movie. Like I loved Majima's stuff in this. And I think that's also uh, true in the games, yeah. <laughs> at least in Zero. It's true. It's true in Zero also. Mm-hmm. I, he, he's like a fan favorite in the oh, series, yeah. period. He show, That's why part of the reason he shows up in basically every single game is because everybody loves him. And, you know, like that the, the guy they got to play him really just ha- had a ball, obviously, just going nuts with that part. Yeah. So uh i'll say i liked it more than the prologue okay yeah i was gonna say let's put that as a good starting point there so oh vanessa would you agree with that um yes okay okay so now we're looking at last order final fantasy 7 is it better or worse than this i don't even remember that movie at all that is the animated (laughs) final fantasy 7 thing that uh, had a lot of uh time jumping I think, oh. it was, I think it's better. I like I Last Order more than too. I thought I would. I think I like this more than that, though. Okay. Yeah, same. How about uh, Art of Fighting? I don't think it's as also, good as Art of Fighting. I think it's better than Art of Fighting. I'm going to go Art, ahead and Art agree. Art of Fighting is short and funny. It has that detective, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. It's, there's, some, it's, there's like two funny things. Yeah, in yeah. I, I, I've got to beg to differ there, Vanessa. Like 40 minutes long, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, and like two minutes of it are kind of funny. So <laughs> I feel like you remember like the first scene of that movie and then just bait and then one other scene of that movie. Just yeah. your whole, you, she's like an artifacting super fan at this point. <laughs> the, the helicopter crash into the pool is pretty good. You know what, that Vanessa? Scene is good. I, I made the mistake of what I sent you for Christmas. I should have sent you the art of uh, fighting anthology for the PS2. Apparently <laughs> for a system I don't have. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Let's put it on my mantle. Yeah. See, there you go. It's like, I love this series. So, all right, uh, better or worse than Pokemon Forever? Better. Is that Celebi? That is Celebi. Yeah, that's Celebi. Um, yes, I would go with better than that. Okay. Now we're looking at Double Dragon. And so basically I'm comparing Robert Patrick to Majima at this point. Oh, yeah. This and they do play very similar kind of styles in this where, you know, he was the villain, but he was also kind of a goofball. I think this is a better movie than Double Dragon is. Well, so, yeah. So yeah. I feel like that that's a that's a point in his favor. Okay, so I think we can probably skip up and say this is probably better than Super Mario Brothers, right? Yeah, which is <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I don't, I, Josh, uh, do you do you have any qualms with how we're going with this so far? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Okay. Yeah, feel free to feel free to pipe in if you want. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, we we have the final say, but you know we'll take any outside opinion. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you can always sway us. Like you did with uh, Sakura Wars. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, John? Right? That was, that was a crime. 
<laughs> All right. Anyway, um, okay. Pokemon the first movie. No. Oh, that's a tough one, right? Like I'm a, I'm a no on that one. <laughs> I also think first movie better than Heroes. So that's why I'm not going to disagree with you, but we can't argue with the science, John. <laughs> I wasn't here for that one either. <laughs> yes, it's true. I think that like the first movie, it's like it's easy to understand. It has, still has like you still cared about it. No one explained to us what the world of Pokemon was. True. It had a good plot. It went fast. Okay. Here's my confused. Here's where, um, you know, again, we can't argue with the science, but like, I would probably rather watch this in Resident Evil Apocalypse again. Mm. But that's number nine. I would would rather watch Resident Evil Apocalypse Apocalypse in this movie. Okay. Just a personal thing, but again, I, I, again, I can't argue with the science. This is scientific. I'm that's, just saying a personal. That's thing. hard. That's hard. There are some scenes that re- I, I really enjoy parts of the movie, and then the parts that I could really do without. And, yeah. Yes. And I would. So, I, I would kind of say that too with Resident Evil Apocalypse too, but yeah, I mean, you that's know. why I'm kind of like back and forth on how I feel about that one. Okay, well, let's so. let's go with this. Uh, Lucario and the Mystery of Mew, John. What do you think? It's better than Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. Okay, so now we're going above, and we are debating now. Yeah, so it's so basically on me for whether we go above the apocalypse at this point. Um, I, I would rather watch Apocalypse than this again. I feel like there's like um, more consistent, I mean, not more consistent action, but like, I feel like the flow of the movie, like there aren't really like terribly boring parts of Resident Evil Apocalypse. There are terribly stupid parts, but none of them are like <laughs> many, too boring. Many, many stupid parts yes, of the movie. Yes, including most of the ending, <laughs> but... I, but I am a huge Resident Evil fan, so I can, I, I enjoy the stupid stuff in that movie. Um... I would put it under. My vote is for under Resident Evil. And you're above Resident Evil, Jason? Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm so I'm so back and forth on it in my head. It's Josh, uh, what do you think? Have you have you seen Apocalypse before? No, no, I haven't seen Apocalypse. I can't help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your usefulness I mean, you, has been served, apparently. <laughs> You shouldn't. You shouldn't watch Apocalypse. <laughs> no, it's really not. Despite it being number nine on our list, you shouldn't watch it. If you're really bored, though, it's on. Jesus. If, if you, it depends on your taste for like cor- really corny bad movies um, that are trying to be really good. Is it, even, is it even trying though? I think it's trying. <laughs> I I do think it's trying. Yeah. Like Double Dragon, I, mean, I don't think was trying. Um. I'm going to say it's be- it's below Apocalypse. All right. All right, then. Yeah. So that puts it at... I was thinking if, it, if, if those were on TV for some for some reason, <laughs> if the two been watching Apocalypse or Like a Dragon, I would probably flip back and forth between them but probably watch more of Apocalypse than Like a Dragon. That's fair. Also, also might depend on uh, what... Um, Scene. What uh, subtitles you have? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, there is our new number ten, Like a Dragon. Congrats to Like a uh, Like a Dragon, uh, one of the ten greatest video game movies ever made, as of March two thousand seven. Crazy. That's like the craziest thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, even with gosh. terrible subtitles, it's in the top ten. That's shocking. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight. If I if you guys had told me this was gonna be top ten, I would have called you crazy. But well, we we we, we did it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that's, that's what happens here on Multimedia Failure. We we did it. So. Mm. 
Oh, anyway, go to patreon.com slash games and junk over there. You can kick in $3 and you will get the bonus segments of this show, the bonus episodes of rocket with your card out, as well as a catch all feed for all the podcasts we do. That's multimedia failure, rocket with your card out, my video game music podcast. So say we all the sci-fi podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for being late again. And uh, the Ga- <laughs> games and junk game club. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to give her shit about that yeah. continually. So, because now my throat is going to be sore for the next three days from talking so damn much in the last four hours. Uh, anyway, so you'll get a catch-all feed for all of those podcasts, a higher quality audio rate. I think I said that, but, you know, I interrupted myself making, uh, you know, cracking at Stephanie there. So, also, if you kick in $5, you will get everything at the previous tier, as well as the shout-out on the show. This one is going to be very, very awkward, because three people on the show are uh, supporters of that. So, this is, uh, so uh, thanks, John. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks, Josh. And also, thanks, Alex Messenger. And Eric. Nepotism is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a motherfucker, all right. Anyway... <laughs> So you can follow us on Twitter at Multimedia Fail. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Ariola. You can follow Vanessa at Vicarious Rock. And you can follow John at John Lucero 777 Josh, of course, you are from RP Gamer, and you've got probably a good amount of stuff to plug over there because you were just on RPG Cast this last week, too. Yep, I was on RPG Cast. We're doing the uh, the Game of the Year uh, stuff is coming up very soon. So that should be up in the next couple of weeks. And uh, a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, you can follow me at JS Carpy at on Twitter. And hopefully Anna doesn't kill me for uh, continually to steal uh, some of her staff. So, <laughs> And uh, in the bonus segment, we have the exclusive uh, world premiere of their Game of the Year winner. So just please yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, jump on in. Jump on in. <laughs> ne- never mind. This will probably go up after that's up. But hey, whatever. <laughs> It's all good. So anyway, uh, that'll wrap up this episode of Multimedia Failure. Uh, Josh, thanks again for coming on and explaining shit to us because God damn it, this one was confusing with our subtitles. <laughs> Anytime, anytime. All right, until next time, trust the fungus. Subtitles are important. Suckers!